Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to 4 of every pay-per-view and special in between. And of course, it is pay-per-view week as we look at Living Dangerously 1999. You got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. What's happening, Jay? Sports fucking arena fucking doing EC fucking W fucking's living fucking dangerously fucking 99. They love to swear on this show, didn't they? I did love to swear, but it's pay-per-view, baby. So the fuck you want. Um, yeah, but it it's is... just weird that some of them are beeps and some of them aren't. It's the life out of me. I thought that. I, I kind of think, because obviously, you know, we're watching it on the network. Um, when they do swear, you kind of feel like, oh my God, they've left a swear word in there. Word. Yep. And, and, um, yeah. March 21st, 1999, Asbury Park Convention Hall. Good year. Good venue. Um, what I say do you think the attendance for this show was? Um, I am trying to work out because it looked quite a crowd, yeah. but they were so quiet. Um, so I'm going to say 3,000. Oh, close. 3,900. You forgot about the hard cam side. I did. I did. I, you know what it was? I was The maths I was doing of how, the seating they lost because of the ramp. Oh, well. Um, but yeah, that's a fairly decent crowd. It is. I mean, yeah. I mean, we said it before. You sort of, um, I think these smaller venues throughout entirety would work better in ECW. I think if ECW had started holding 40,000, I think they would have lost it. Yeah, and, and as I said, you know, for me, the crowd on this one were not great. Um, they were hot for the very beginning and then got quieter and quieter as the game went on, as the, 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 the matches went on. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's kind of, you know, that's, that's always one of the things with ECW is that electric atmosphere. And if it's not really kind of working through, then it would have been even more painful with a, a bigger crowd so yeah yeah 100 um show starts with taz arriving to the building basically he's asked his tactics he said no surprise he's going after sabu's jaw um because because it's been a secret and they don't want you to know but actually taz broke his jaw this is a really bad kept secret. It's a bad kept secret. Uh, his jaw's been taped up for the last. Yeah, I mean, there was a whole thing with the Jerry Lynn match about, you know, how Jerry Lynn kept working on the jaw. And, you know, what should have been the ending was Jerry Lynn cracking him in the jaw with the, with the belt. Yeah. I don't understand why this is a secret. He's, he's had a big old white tape across his face for whatever. Did. Did everyone think it was to keep his hair on? I don't know what. I must admit, by the end, I wasn't sure if he actually got a broken jaw or not. I feel like he has. Yeah. Because Bill Alfonso was proper like... Alfon- uh, we'll get there, but Alfonso was great. Yeah. Um, if Fuck he you arrives... Dears. Fuck you, dears. <laughs> Daddy. He arrives and, uh, yeah, sort of very Shane Douglas-esque, I guess. 
He says, hey, there's no other champion that can beat him. Who's going to beat him? Ric Flair? Ric Flair's a 50-year-old man. You think he beat me? Um, yeah, he's pretty good. It's pretty good. Depends on the booking, really, doesn't it? <clears throat> well, yeah, there is that. No, the um, shoot, brother. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan in the shoot fight. Uh, yeah, Steve Austin as well. Calls it him again. And um, it, it's good. Steve but... Austin's a great athlete. But. No time. So it's just all a bit um, sort of strange. But it's fair enough. You put yourself over. You're saying he's the baddest motherfucker in the business. I get that. I've got no issues with it. And to be fair, to a point he was. I mean, I remember obviously seeing this. And, and Taz, I think Taz at this point was my favourite wrestler. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's really kind of key to understand that when you and I saw this for the first time, and it wouldn't have been far off of 1999 but you know i suppose it might have been like five years after or whatever but um ufc was just in its infancy that that whole kind of strong style wasn't as as prevalent or or known about so the realistic way that taz was presented and wrestled um that slightly stiff that more strong style and the just suplexes. did look, yeah. Uh, nothing, nothing like the suplexes with anyone else that's ever, you know, even like people can say Brock Lesnar, Suplex City. No one has used suplexes like Taz does. Uh, so, the, uh, and, and Suplex City with Brock's, Brock Lesnar is, is, is a really good and, and really fascinating and dominating kind of presentation. But it's one suplex yeah. over and over again. You know, the, the 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 fact that Tad hook you in, you know, a million different ways and just ragdoll you around was oh, the bit, you yeah. know, I mean, just a variation of. We've, we've said it before, but the closest, I guess, now would be um, a Jeff Cobb. Yeah. He, he would be like, you know, the, the Tad's equivalent, but sort of, if he was slightly more. Sort of and again, he's unreal. Stocky, yeah. a lot of like lower body power and like you know lower center of gravity. Um, you know the the fact that Jeff Cobb can can move people against their momentum and swing them around just kind of shows the strength of you know you can be swinging one way and then switch it to go the other way. Just kind of shows the the, the power of it. So yeah, um, I I do think that's a modern day comparison. But um, yeah, so he comes out. Joe Styles is in the ring, welcomes everyone to the pay per view as he does with all the pay per views. Gets the crowd basically fired up, ready. We get the intro. Pay per view starts. Match one: Super Crazy versus Tajiri. It's been a minute. Yeah, I've heard uh, that these two have um, some good matches now and again. This is the end of the feud, though. Yes. Last time ever. First time, last time. We see these two compete. Um, these two never disappoint. Amazing match. Can't speak highly yep. enough. If you haven't seen them before, it's, it's a treat. I mean, it really is. They, they do such great work together. Uh, Crazy wins this one and wins the feud. But, um, yeah, really, really enjoyable. It really is. And... Um... 
yeah, I kind of almost am running out of superlatives for their matches because whilst it does feel um, a little saturated now, I won't say overdone, but saturated. Um, you know, the chemistry these two have is, 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 has always been and will continue to be undeniable. Yeah, question. Um, is the tarantula the most pointless move in wrestling ever? It's definitely up there. Because it's a submission um, move where they're already straight in the rope, so you can't win from it. No, just, it just stretches them. Um, for like five seconds max yeah it, it, it's definitely up there um, and, and there have been some very pointless moves in wrestling um, visually stunning yeah looks looks super cool which is why obviously continue to do it got over it's it done. But yeah I just feel like it's just um, yeah bizarre because you can't really do a lot from it um, no, it's it's it, it it's a lot of effort for four seconds worth of punishment. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, so crazy wins, great match again. So you get a promo from RVD, Alfonso, and Sabu, uh, basically hyping up the main event. Really great finishing line from Rob Van Dam saying, "The real question is, how is Rob Van Dam going to carry five belts and a partner?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm just absolutely RVD is just in full stride of greatness here. He really is, and he's just so incredible a a, a, a guy. Um, and uh, I mean that's that, that's a line that I remembered. That's a line that you know when he came out and said it, it was kind of like I remember hearing that the first time and just you know falling in love with him straight away because it was just that kind of even before you've seen him wrestler, you know just how how just who he is and, and what he's about and it's just yeah incredible yeah no it's great so that happens um steve carino is in the ring and on the mic uh this guy was so before his time in yeah ecw at this stage he was great just basically just flexing saying that he doesn't need steroids to look good and i've heard this line a million times i've seen this match loads and i was still creasing up just because he's he's just so Sort of his delivery is just uh, brilliant. It, it's just so good to have an anti sort of hardcore guy in ECW, and he he takes that perfectly in this. I mean, like when they did that, the whole rebrand, the WWE yeah. version, which was like generally shit, but Matt Stryker could have, with the right precision, been this sort of like anti-hardcore guy being sort of the teacher and all that. He had the potential. Obviously, they just completely naffed it. But um, now Carino's just... We spoke about it loads of times. I'm a massive, massive Carino fan. And just, yeah, this is early doors Carino. But I, I can see why I just... I think he's great from the get-go. The, 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 the chair spot in this still, I think, is brilliant. So, you know, he's, he's, he's talked about, you know, he doesn't need to be hardcore and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's fighting Bulls Mahoney and um, he picks up the chair and the crowd are, are, are behind him because, you know, he's got the chair and he's going to hit Bulls Mahoney with a chair and concussions are cool. And he folds down the chair and 
sits on it and does a, a chin lock. And it's just such a brilliant heel bait and switch. So good to just kind of, you know, get the, the crowd kind of excited and then just kind of like pull it away from them. Um, really, really good. So simple, isn't it? So simple, but like I said, just amazingly effective. Um, so that does, that happens. We do get a chair spot the other way around. And this, I think, will be in every ECW intro video from here on to the death. And it's probably, I'd say, probably the most terrific chair shot in ECW. I mean, it's up there with the Tommy Dreaver Raven cage yeah. one, possibly worse. It's just um, um, Carino's sell on it makes it feel worse, whether it whether it really is or not. Um, yeah. yeah, it's 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 a big one. It's a big old smash. Um, yeah, he 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 sells it like a champ, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll try to get um a clip and throw it on the social medias and stuff like that because it is, yeah, it's... I think if someone posts a video and tag Carino, he still sort of comments on it and mentions about still feeding it to this day. I mean, it's it's just one of them, isn't it? It's, if yeah. you ever, ever ringing on it. Um, but yeah, Bulls does pick up the win after that, surprisingly. Axel loves life. I mean, he's there trying to get the crowd rattled up. This is turning into the Axel that we know and love now. Yeah. He's very much getting to the, I know you hear me, Daddy. So, um, that, that's coming up. I think that's Anarchy Rules 99. Not long, then. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's Bulls, Rob Van Dam, Anarchy Rules 99. I think that's the, I know you hear me, Daddy promo. So, that's part of our ECW history. <laughs> We've been there. referencing for five <laughs> years worth of ECW journey at this point. Uh, I hope Six it lives years up worth to of it. I truly hope it lives up to it. How can it not? Be, de- be devastated if it was just not how he remember it. it. Yeah, it's just a Mandela effect. Um, yes, yeah, so that happens. <laughs> he, he never actually says those words. <laughs> we just convinced ourselves that this happens. So, I know you're listening, Fonzie. It's like, no, no, that's not what you said. <laughs> You Go back. Daddy. Why have they redubbed it 20 years later? <laughs> um, so that happens next up. We get Little Guido versus. What's it? Um, Fonzi, uh, El Francis. Diablo de Norte. Yeah. <laughs> He's been on The TV Devil of the North, I think. Oh. Don't quote me on that. I have no idea. I'm, I, 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 yeah, that might be wrong. Uh, my main thing, the match itself's like fine, no drama. But the main thing that pissed me off is we found out during the match that the FBI broke up previously. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it. it's a very strange, they've been so together and such a weird kind of, you know, team that to have kind of an off-screen breakup just yeah. feels a bit weird you i mean you didn't need it to be you could have quite happily had something here in regards to 
uh, Guido and Big Sal doing something and separating and going from there. You, you didn't need to do it completely off screen. Um, and we've been watching the TV, so it's not as if you know it's it's been referenced and we've missed it. It's not been referenced, which means none of the the, the fans there know about this either. So, what? Why don't you just do something in plain sight of people, rather than, you know? I just think with the last couple of weeks, we've been given a lot of just like shit recaps. Like, yeah, they could have just thrown a bit of tension, or like I said, the actual angle on there it wouldn't have hurt. I mean, I think you owe it to the FBI. I mean, I mean, such a staple as a team. Weekly, they've been the workhorses of TV. Like pretty much every week, you have an FBI match in the yeah. middle somewhere, as just one of your three matches you might have. So to to completely just kind of be like, nah, I just just find it a bit um, a bit wrong. I think they deserved an on-screen breakup. I mean, you could argue this is the on-screen breakup, uh, but, but it, yeah, and it should have been it's not, yeah, but. This is the thing. You could have quite comfortably, quite easily let this be the on-screen breakup. Didn't need to be more than this. You know, I'm not really interested in the psychology as to why. So it could have just been this is the on-screen breakup. But, you know, to, to reference that there's all this drama that we've not seen is just weird. Yeah, massively. I mean, that's it. they've got the ability to to show it all as well. Um, and there's another thing later on that annoys me about that sort of stuff. So that happens. Um, Guido does pick up the win. Smothers comes out afterwards, kind of pushes around. Guido, big style, steps in, uh, attempts to sort of hit him and then sort of just chased off, really. So I don't yeah. know if we get a payoff from this. I don't know if we ever get a Smothers Guido match that the FBI explodes, the but it's this weird kind of you know the FBI is over. Well, not really though, is it? Because there's still two people who are the FBI. It's just not who it's was the FBI. Yeah, yeah. No, so I just, I just found the handling of it weird. I mean, no massive gripe. I just I just thought they deserved to, and it would have made sense to have it as a TV segment. It would wouldn't it would have been harmless to do that. Yeah, or as you said, just, you know, this is the breakup. It didn't need the in the know, you know, my God, yeah, you, just... we all know that this is because, no, we don't, we don't need to do anything more than, oh shit, look yeah, what's, what's happened. Tossed in the match by mistake. Guido knocks him off the apron by mistake. It, it could just be anything, couldn't it? Yeah. And it just, it's separated into two versions. Um, next up, we have the TV title match Jerry Lynn versus RBD in brackets champion. This match was a. Um... I fast forwarded it. It's, it just looked quite dull to me. <laughs> just, just thought I'd skip um, it. I mean, this is probably the most famous match on this card, I'd imagine. It's, yeah. it's um, very fondly remembered. And I think rightly so. I think it was good then. It's good now. It holds up forever. I just, I think it's an absolute masterclass. Yes, absolutely. And, and um, really interesting that it's kind of the first match we've seen in a while that's kind of RVD against an RVD style opponent. Um, yeah. 
and just you know we talked about the chemistry of of uh, super crazy and Tajiri. These two just clicked, and I mean you know he's been having decent matches for a while has good old Mr. JL. Um, but yeah, just really, really good, really strong, just an incredible um, combination. Yeah, I mean, I think my thing with this, I mean, going back, we spoke about obviously first watching the pay-per-view and everything. I think going back to when we first saw this, we went into it here and it was an amazing match, not knowing of anything. Following the journey like we have done, um, I had um, such a bigger sense of everything going on in this match that I wasn't really aware to at the time. I wasn't aware that I was witnessing sort of this level of greatness, if that makes sense, because I just thought yeah. there was a reason kind of, yeah, you know, they'd had small matches before. I didn't realise this, this their first match. Um, the whole, the moment where the crowd sort of Changed. Christmas. Yeah, you have the new effing show chant. Everyone's like, new fucking show, new fucking. I didn't realize how much Cherry Lynn needed that at this point. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so much bigger than just a match. It's a fantastic match for both of them. For Jerry Lynn, this, this this is everything that he needed and deserved at this point. And that just sort of added to it so much more, I thought. 100%. 100%. I mean, it, it's... It, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, because this was our introduction to Jerry Lynn. Yeah. And it's Jerry Lynn doing Jerry Lynn things. And l- working on his body of work out from here, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a very good Jerry Lynn match, but it's a Jerry Lynn match. Exactly, and it's only going back and watching him coming into ECW and floundering, and and, and you know not he he's been fairly solid all the way through, but he hasn't separated himself no, from anyone. He's not you know when we when we talk about you know Mount Rushmores, when we talk about you know work rates, when we talk about matches, when we talk about you know, and you always guarantee a good match. He's not the name we come up with. He's behind Lance Storm. He's behind. He's been behind Chris Candido. He's, you know, RVD. Obviously, he's 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 really far down. And even um, to um, going what you said about the Mount Rushmore, even to the point where when he's feuding with Just Incredible, Just Incredible's making it onto some yeah. of our Mount Rushmores, but Jerry Lynn hasn't. Yeah. Yeah. No, and this and that, is the thing, and 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 he's getting the same kind of, um, uh, you know, like included in the conversations of like Mikey Whipwreck and Great Sasuke, and a guy like, oh well, you know, just one of those things. Um, so it is. It's it's very weird that this could be the match that saved his ECW career because you you kind of sense the frustration of it's just not clicking. And we think there's yeah. something here, but it just doesn't work. I mean, it, it's weird, like, um, weird vibe of being an amazing talent to, um, you know, just, just a good machine, you know, just just a good work machine. Go out there and have a, have a match kind of thing. But, um, yeah, he needed this. And 
boy, these guys, like, they delivered. Massively delivered. May I ask a question? Yeah, of course. Because, you know, you little known fact, but you actually own a copy of the ECW wrestling handbook, the, the referee's handbook of the rules of ECW. It's only about four pages long, but you own this, and I know that you know own this. So, how long, when was it introduced that titles can change hands on a time limit to the wrestler that the referee just thinks deserves to win? Well, I, I know, right? It's crazy. Because I've watched this um, match a hundred times, and this is an amazing, amazing, amazing match. This is the only time that I think I've ever really, truly clicked that Jerry Lynn was going to be awarded the TV championship. And for the life of me, I can't work out why Jerry Lynn was going to be awarded the TV championship. I mean... I understand, like, from a story thing, RVD's on this amazing run and he could have lost it. Um, I, Joanne, I understand. And I'm guessing something happened with the Lewis and Holyfield fight. I don't remember the controversy in it, but I'm, I'm guessing they're playing on that, like they did with OJ at the time and all this sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, in a match itself, <clears throat> I, I, yeah, never. I mean, it makes... It kind of makes like cool sense in the sense that he could have had it. He decided to fight on and he fucked it. That's cool, but in um, in actual rules, set, yeah, but I don't I understand mean that, it. That makes cool sense, and like although it also line, feels it looks... a little bit, yeah, yeah, but I mean it makes cool sense and also feels a little bit kind of muggish for the champion when it was the Brett Sean Iron Man match. Hmm. and it's kind of like it's a draw so he's the champ well you know five more minutes and, and he gets the win he gets the, the the fall that makes the difference and he loses because of it but that kind of nobility kind of thing as much as it kind of you have a certain amount of you know the champs and mug kind of element to it um that makes sense this way round less so i mean you know i like the fact that it's kind of rvd's got like, no thank you we're done that's great oh no if it means i'm going to lose my title no i will have it thank you and yeah of course we'll have five more minutes but um i don't understand in any way how 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 the referee was going to award him the belt after a draw Yeah, no, it's um, it's crazy. I mean, part of me wished that he had sort of been fascinated to see how this story played out. Like, what was the repercussions? What was the night after this? Do you know what I mean? If if he had, yeah. it's kind of it wouldn't just be a yeah, no, it's fair, it's fair. No one beat anyone, but he's the champion for some no reason. Well, as we find out later, belts don't mean shit. So, uh, so that would yeah. have been like fascinating. But um, yeah, they did continue, and RVD um, won with a frog splash, and um, yeah, just outstanding match. Really, these two chemistry just unreal. And um, I hope it doesn't become a 
a week in week out match. I mean, I don't know that the the fate of it. I know obviously it's announced later on that they'll meet at the next pay per view. Um, I don't think that can be a a twenty three year old spoiler, but um, yeah, I, I just hope it doesn't become a every week kind of sort of situation. Yeah, and and I don't think it, each other way. Yeah, I, I I don't think it does, but yeah, I, you, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that Super Crazy and Tajiri fought three million times before their pay per view debut. True. Um, we get the build for Taz versus Sabu. It's fine. Nothing wrong with that. It's coming up. I'm always a fan of the build before the match, but that's just splitting hairs, you know, because you sort of almost, by showing the build early, you're almost trying to sell the pay-per-view more than the match. It always feels, yeah. and you're already watching the pay-per-view, so it feels pointless, but it's just their thing. I mean, like I said, it's no... no yeah, I mean, like it's, a, it's a good sizzle reel, you know. Yeah, exactly. Gets you to... Gets you a little bit more down. excited about what's coming. Yeah, you've just seen an epic match. I think they were trying to bring everyone down a bit in, rather than, you know, a whole follow that type mentality. Um, Francine comes out to confront Jasmine St. Clair, who's in the ring, saying she's the new queen of wrestling. I'm guessing she's meant to say queen of extreme and sort of fucked it. Yeah, close enough. Uh, Francine comes out, hits her with a, a stunner, and then... Um, I mean, it's 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 an awful stunner. It is horrendous, yeah. Um, I mean, we all know my my adoration for Francie. Um, you know, the the sassy princess herself. You know, just just absolutely adore her. But she she seems to have a bit of a boo boo face on for this entire pay per view. Um, and there's a couple of things that she she, you know, fucks up ever slightly. This is an absolutely horrendous um, stunner, um, and I can't even put the blame on Jasmine St. Clair not being able to sell it. Because if I could, I would I would obviously protect Francine and and blame blame someone else. But no, it's it's awful. I also don't understand. Why all the women are doing stunners? Yeah, because this think... is Tammy Lynn Sitch's move as well. Yeah, and it was Tammy Lynn Sitch's move before Mikey Whipwreck got involved, so it wasn't even that they're doing whippersnappers; they're doing stunners. True. Um, like I said, it is. It is just. Um, it is strange, but I understand sort of somewhat their reasoning for it. I guess just they they worked out a small time sort of deal with her, and yeah, boom, there it is. We got um, Francine over because Francine, I guess, can't really ever sort of mess with anyone in the same way so they got her a little spot in there 
because it's sort of, I guess she's sort of somewhat getting prepared for life after Shane Douglas at this point. Yeah, and there must be a little bit of fear on her in regards to, you know, what what is this going to be and how is it going to work? That's the thing. Um, so I think they're trying to establish her out on her own a bit more. They, they very quickly have kind of got this whole kind of, oh, she's the queen of extreme. Yeah. Let's get her over. She's the first lady. Let's get her, let's get her over as that. Because um, now she's a face, so we can. Um, and it, it, it's one of these kind of, but you don't really know what you're doing with that, do you? That's the thing. So it's just, um, yeah, just kind of interesting how it sort of rolls out at this stage, but that happens. Um, we didn't get New Jack versus Mustafa. This is everything you expect this match to be. It's basically complete carnage. You do have badly overdubbed music that does somewhat take its toll because it's not um, as good as obviously Natural Born Killers playing the whole way through. We knew this was always going to be a risk with certain New Jack matches, but it wasn't as awful as sort of the late um, video dubs, which were, I mean, the songs being horrendous in his match against Rhino late on. Yeah. It's unbearable to listen to. Um, this has got, again, probably one of the most famous sort of balcony dives. I think purely down to the angle, it's shot so beautifully. It looks like he's like a hundred foot in the air, which I'm sure he's like obviously like really high. But it's just it's just crazy the way it's shot. It's just so good as he literally just launches off and it just absolutely murders him. What do you think? Yeah, this I, I mean it, it was it was what it was. It's it's everything that you knew the match was going to be. Um, you know, it's it's not uh, a match classic in any way, shape, or form. Um, it's two grown men hitting themselves with as, as many vicious looking things as possible. Um, I don't know what I was expecting in regards to outcome. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he's only been brought on on a very short deal, but yeah, that's, that's. Yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty much just like you said, that's that done. But I, I, what I did like from it was um, obviously he got the win, which you'd expect he would. But then they kind of, I like the way they kept the show rolling at this point. But the Dudleys obviously came out, beat the crap out of New Jack, um, then cut another promo, which was, again, this, this was just pure fire. It was another great promo from the Dudley boys. Um, Gertner did his bit and basically the Dudleys just attacked the crowd and called out anyone. Same sort of things they do, but they just, you can feel the Dudley riot is starting to emerge. Yeah. As they just, every, every sort of promo, they, they want to just poke and prod just a little bit more and just see how much more they can get away with. And um, yeah, no, I thought that was really, really cool. I think it's, Heatwave 99 is the riot. It's coming. It's, um, yeah, it's the famous one, I'm sure it is. So it's all coming um, this year because that's just before they leave. So yeah, that's um, crazy. Uh, we get Spike and Nova come out, obviously. 
a well-established team. Um, I thought it was silly Nova, who's already wrestled tonight. I was going to say, I thought it was silly that they stated that Nova had wrestled before the card tonight because it's just what useless information is this? Again, you're teasing a match. I don't even know who he wrestled because you haven't told me, but I know that he had a match and we haven't seen it. And um, again, I maintain it, it should be highlights of the pay per view plus this unseen match that we get on TV. But if that's the case, I don't know. But I felt like that would have been the smartest way to sort of approach it. Um, but they yeah. do beat him up. They continue and to then, pull people out. So, so I thought the original promo was really, really good, really strong, really powerful. Yeah. This one started to. Uh, this was the slide for me. Yeah. Um. Because this this was less less great. Um. For me, telegraphed a little bit what was going on, which you know isn't isn't an awful thing in the world, but uh, was was that, and then. With Sid coming out, I just wish they'd put the microphone down. Yeah. It's yeah, really weird that the judge is now a face. Um, Sid is so over that the judge coming out means that you're about to see Sid, which means he gets a pop. Yeah, no, 100%. It is... It's, yeah, it's crazy. It's it's like this weird. You just know what it means when he sort of appears. But um, yeah. oh, dude, I don't know. I kind of again. I know like it's so stupid to get excited over swearing, but I do kind of. Um, I did like Sid sort of swearing to himself on the way walking to the ring. Yeah. And I really didn't mind it being beeped either. No, I uh, don't mind weirdly, it that 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 didn't bother me at all. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, but yeah, he's he's out and he's effing and jeffing and everyone's beeping him and it's it's good time had by all. And it just it put over just how fucking crazy he was because you think, what are you doing coming out here to attack the Dudley Boys by yourself? But then it sort of worked where he got to beat up on the Dudley boys without actually beating the Dudley boys and he didn't actually bury the Dudley boys. Because if Sid had beaten the Dudley boys, that would have been crazy. It was you know, Spike comes in and managed to steal a win on them. And Sid's like pissed off and then sort of beats up Spike. So I think the way it all levels itself is actually better. Like Sid was just in a big brawl with the Dudleys where it was slightly sort of back and forth. Mainly false, but um, I just think it was a, a good vibe. I liked it. Yeah. Um, promo isn't for 2021 sensibilities. Um, yeah. Bubba Ray getting into to, to the, into stuff with, with um, Sid. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the um, what you think, you're a psycho and you're so vicious. Um <laughs> I remember enjoying that line, but that's because I didn't realise that it was one that Joey Styles had been saying for weeks leading up to that. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah that was a little bit kind of disappointing and then the the sudden confused me um so i can understand you know so it starts with bubba ray kind of you know in his face kind of you know ah what you think you're the man you think you're some psycho and so vicious and ah like nose to nose um scared of nothing taking no shit blah 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 bubba ray backs him off uh, devon backs him off slightly turns to walk away walks straight into sid freaks out i can get behind Bubba Ray's fearless, Devon scared shitless of him. I can get behind that. But then because Devon's scared of him, Bubba Ray's suddenly scared of him. And then neither of them are scared of him. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's... Um... Toying with my emotions, man. Just can't deal with it. <laughs> and I get it, though. It, it makes sense, the sort of the, the craziness, how they sort of like handled. But I think there was... <sighs> It's kind of weird. They were kind of like trying to put everyone over yeah. without burying anyone, but keeping everyone strong, but also getting it. It was kind of really bizarre how they sort of, what their idea was for this and if they actually even had an approach and and all that. But um, yeah. And that, that's the thing is that they're so desperate to to keep everyone strong at the cost of everyone. Yeah. So, you know, the, the, the way, and we've said this before with some of the other things, the way to work out who you keep strong, you know, if you need to keep um, both the Dudleys and Sid strong, the way to keep them all very strong and make them all, you know, keep all of their heat is don't put them in the same room together. Don't put them in the same ring together. Have Sid destroy someone else and get his pop. Well, that's it, really. I mean, it's just... Like Sid against Spike would have done it. I mean, how long is Sid there after this? Yeah, and it feels like they're building to the Spike match because that that would have been night one for any other big guy. Um, and it's not here, obviously. Um, and it's really interesting because this is the first one that there's going to be a split crowd because the crowd loves Spike. But they love Sid. Yeah, I just, I just can't get over like how, like over Sid is. I mean, he's just, yeah, he just. They are, they are fanboying and fangirling over Sid. Something. Yeah, I mean, he's, he really is capturing that sort of nine-one-one magic. I mean, it's the same. Yeah. Don't expect too much from your mates. I know you're not gonna have a masterclass with Taz or, you know, Jerry Lynn or something like that. But what we can do is you can come out here with no music, choke slam, power bombs. Yeah. Scream, you're the fucking man. Maybe another power bomb. <clears throat> yeah. Then go away. And and because they were starved of such tall people yes. in ECW, they're all around sort of the six, six, sort of two, six, three, none of them are giants. Like the Fed. I, I think, I think like... a lot smaller than that, to be honest. I think, I think, you know, six, two is kind of your bigger side of it. Yeah. Like, so say, like Shane Douglas is sort of the six twos and that, but yeah, a lot of them around the sort of six foot mark, I'd say is fair. But you think where the Fed at this point, you'd have like, you know, and all of them, you'd have like, you know, Paul White's, you 
your yeah. Nashes, your, your Undertaker. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot of that. When Sid here just visually looks just like him against Spike is just like, wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, and Sid's billed as, and I have no reason to disagree with him and pretend otherwise, he's billed at 6'9", and, you know, he feels big. Um, And as you said, you know, WWF at this point, we've got, you know, Billy Gunn's the one I always go to because he's, you know, a big dude. He's 6'4", 6'6". Um, yeah, but always looks kind of you know one of the medium-sized people. He's not he's not a giant. He's not a he doesn't look out of height with with everyone, um, out of scale with everyone. And uh, yeah, actually, he's 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 not small. Um, so you're right. It's, it's this weird thing. It's weird thing. Um, yeah, but that happens. So. That's good. We again get the build for the Impact players. I don't know if they called that yet. Versus Dream and Douglas. So they are on the the video on yeah. the 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 DVD, oh, the DVD on the um, network like breakdown of matches. They are, you know, it's Shane Douglas and and Tommy Dreamer versus the Impact players. Yeah, I don't know if just the person who did it was a fan and called him that because I'm pretty yeah. sure there's there's not I've not heard it said out loud yet. They haven't announced themselves as anything yet, so I think that's just more networking than anything else. But um, yeah, this is one of the famous dreamer, um, my pain is self chosen sort of promos that we got a lot of at this time, which but is wrecked by the the dub it is yeah, it's brutal um cutting in what do you think of the match because i don't think there's a lot to discuss about this match um oh it was good um yeah no it was it was it was it, it, i enjoyed it more than it should have done but it didn't kind of do anything big for me um yeah it was it was it was pretty fine really yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it, it's a match of like sort of seeing two sort of extreme legends, but also sort of helping, you know, further get over credible and um, and, yeah. and stuff like that. So my favorite points were probably not like wrestling points. So I loved the franchise teasing the heel turn and you know them being the new triple threat and then yeah. the turn and the, the, or the, the 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 non-turn or the double turn or um yeah. you know uh, you know bits like that I, I thought were amazing um again it's just incredible how how everyone would give up everything to be part of this triple threat when actually they weren't that great um, yeah, it's, it's it's weird, isn't it? It's um, yeah. It's it's not been the. I mean, and they've had moments. They've they've obviously had moments. Um, turning on Lance Storm and and Taz, for instance, was was brilliant. But when we look back on super mega dominant 
moments within this and those kind of, you know, everyone's, you know, who's standing tall kind of thing. Yeah. My mind doesn't go to many triple threat moments in any of the incarnations. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agreed. It's, um, it's kind of what, even though this would have been a really good a triple threat, I did think that. Yeah, but I... These characters are too powerful. I, yeah, I'm not sure whether Credible and Franchise could have been together. Possibly True. too similar to um, in, in the way that um, you know Jericho and MJF in, in AEW and in the Inner Circle. You'd kind of know that the turn was coming sooner rather than later. Yeah, no, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, but it, it was cool. So basically, um, yeah, Douglas and Dreamer do pick up the win, but then they our girl Francine gets yeah. involved again. Um, so she gets into a cat fight with Beulah. Yeah. Um, this time it's a snapmare takeover rather than a stunner. I don't know whether it was meant to be a snapmare or she still can't do a stunner right at the second attempt because I don't understand why it would be a snapmare takeover. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cat fight, blah, blah, blah. Um, she takes a couple of smacks and, and um, you know, far more physicality than we've seen for her in a long way. Poor Francine, as a, as a baby face, she gets beaten the shit out of. Um as a heel, she was all right. She was protected. But as a baby face, they just, they just beat the crap out of her. Um, it's similar and, when she was with the pit bulls, no? Yeah. That's the thing. She was a yeah. face then. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, every single week she was getting, you know, put through tables and total eliminations and things like that. Um, but... Um, yeah, and then she does a, a quite a solid, you know, roundhouse kick. Yeah. Uh, which which gets the win. Yeah, no, and yeah, like I said, they um, and they Jerry win and, and Just Incredible is also very sweary. Yeah, and as they're sort of walking off, um, they end up getting thrown back in the ring and absolutely battered again. So. The hills keep the heat, but the the faces get the the final win. So it's kind of it's a perfect yeah. little one. And I said I don't know how longer Shane Douglas is here for, but you know it was it was done sort of perfectly from that standpoint as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it was good. Enjoyed it. Didn't mind it at all. Decent stuff. RVD promo basically felt like a real improv promo, talking about sort of the Jerry Lynn thing, announcing that they're going to be meeting again. Uh, hardcore heaven and this is where he basically says that yeah he thought Jerry Lynn deserved to win the match and if he went to a time limit he would have awarded him the belt which is um, interesting in itself mm. so yeah and then um, main event time Sabu FTW champion versus Taz ECW world heavyweight champion we've seen these guys obviously wrestle before um, I have no issue with them wrestling. They have like decent matches. Sabu, I think, is clearly injured. 
And I think yeah. it sort of pl- plagues on him as the match sort of gets deeper and deeper in. But, um, yeah, what did you think of it? Um, uh, so I think Sabu, I was thinking about this, is the most successful FTW champ in ECW history. Yeah. Um, because I believe that um, he had two defences, successful defences. Yeah. Um, Skull Von Crush and Jerry Lynn. Yeah. Whereas Bam Bam, whereas um, uh, Taz. Uh, Taz only had one, which was Bam Bam. So I think yeah. that 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 he's the most effective FTW champion there was. Um, it's it's uh, they they don't have bad matches. Um, sometimes they click more than others, but they don't have bad matches. I. I'm a fan of this one less than some of their others because um, probably to, to, to cover a lot of Sabu's injuries and, and whatever else. Um, and they reckon that, that Taz had hurt something in his arm because of the way he clotheslined uh, Sabu. Um, they turned it into a false count. Anywhere, extreme rules, full count, false count anywhere match. Yeah. Um, and that point, you know, you've got a lot of like, Silly and gubbins and all the rest of it, um, and it's a little bit of the age-old fight around the arena uh, match that we we used to talk about very regularly, and I used to get very frustrated about the the loop, um, and then it ends back in the ring, which which kind of is one of those why why do all of that if you're just going to end it in the ring anyway. Um, but it's to cover the fact that they're injured and whatever else. But um, yeah, so it's 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 not my favourite of their matches for that reason. But it's still good. Yeah, no, I think that's um, yeah fair. I agree with that. I mean, the match itself is cool. Is it the best match on the show? No. Is it the biggest match on the show? Probably. So it deserves to be the main event. Um, Taz gets both of them. Taz sort of cuts a promo. Now this, I love um, Taz. I absolutely love Taz. Uh, we've we've just talked about how absolutely um, killer he is. You know that path of rage stuff, legit all the way through. I need him to stop cutting promos after Sabu blood feud matches. Yeah, because he did it straight after barely legal. Um, yeah. And that whole kind of, you know what? Damn it! I know I've hated you forever, and we've spent forever just to kind of talking about shit and screaming at each other. But you know, you have my respect and shake my hand. Um, and again, here it's kind of like you know, uh, you know, and, and I've I've tried to take you out and break your neck and all the rest of it. But you know, you have my respect and shake my hand. It's like no, stop! Just stop telling everyone how good he is. You know, because the moment you go back to the feud, and let's face it, you've done it three or four times now, you have to kind of go, yeah, yeah, I like him. Yeah, yeah, I think he's really good. Yeah, I think he's really dangerous, but still. And then it's this like, it was all about the sportsmanship because, you know, the belt don't, the belts don't matter. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, no, it's, um, 
it, it's just weird. I mean, it just forces like the handshake thing again. I get it. They respect each other, but it always comes back that in about three weeks, they hate each other again. So it's just kind of um, just round in circles, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's only Fonzie keeping the heat going. Well, yeah. So, I mean, the, the respect has always been there. No one's ever doubted they respect each other, but they're just sort of um, decent enemies. But, um, yeah. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. It's the end of the show. I mean, overall, I thought it was a solid show. I mean, there's obviously standout matches, but we'll get to that and find out your match pick of the week. But, um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was decent. I think it was a good watch. I think it was a solid pay-per-view. I think it had enough big matches on. Um, it's interesting the way it unfolded because, obviously, like we said, going into this pay-per-view, we kind of both felt that it would have been Taz versus Sabu, Tommy Dreamer versus Terry Funk, Shane Douglas versus Chris Candido. Um, yeah. Dudley's Boys versus Gangsters versus Public Enemy. That's the kind of way that it felt it was going. So you kind of look at what this pay-per-view like could have been to sort of what it was, but I still think um, it was a really solid, really solid show in the end. really enjoyed it. I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it could have been a very, very different show, but... Um... I think they did well. I think they did well with the different cards. I think they did well with the the moving people around. Um, And, um, you know, not everything was um, brilliant. But, no, I thought they did uh, a a good showing on it. Yeah, no, big time. Um, Match pick of the week. You do have a few candidates. Where are you going with this? Um, I think I'll go for the obvious one because, um, you know, with 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 all of the card and all of the candidates, there is one that stands head and shoulders above all of it. So Dudley Boys versus Nova and uh, oh no, um, it's got to be it's got to be the old and the new shows coming together. It's got to be Jerry Lynn versus Rob Van Dam. Um, it keeps you on the edge of the seat for the entire half hour. Yeah, and it flies by as well. Yeah. It feels like a fast half hour. You get engrossed in it. Just, um, you know, spot after spot after spot. So well choreographed, so well put together, so evenly matched. Um, I'm ignoring the doofus ending bits of, of referee decisions and, you know, people being the greater fools and all the rest of it. But, um, you know, the match, Bell to Bell is just amazing. Yeah, and like we said, you could pretty much put it on any card today, and I believe it's still still the show. In fact, let's do that because there's nothing else going on in any of the companies that's keeping me entertained. So let's 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 just do that instead now, please. Works, yeah. And um, yeah, it takes the end of the show. We'll be back next week for more of the hardcore TV. We're going to see the fallout from this pay per view. Um, we've been so much critical in the past about the fallout. It's be interesting to see sort of how they do and how they pick up the momentum from this. At times are changing. Taz remains champion. Shane Douglas, where does he stand after all this? There's um, there's some interesting bits. FBI, obviously the Sid Dudley boy situation. Very good. If you want to get involved in the conversation at underscore sports arena on Twitter and Instagram, that's where 
you need to be. That's where you can find us. Keep tagging us in those ECW posts. We love it. We love the nostalgia. We love discussing ECW. And, um, yeah, thank you very much. And we'll be back next week. So if you wouldn't mind, cut the fucking podcast. <laughs>